Hello and welcome to The Critical Twits. Today we're going to be lying to our friends and loving it. Hello and welcome to The Critical Twits. I'm Aaron Ravinsky. And I'm Brian Ennis. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about the joy of lying to your friends in board games. Yes. Yes. I love board games partly because of the social aspect of board games where you sit around with people you know or even people you don't know and you can make new friends Yeah. where you are interacting with them. But it's kind of a, I hesitate to use the term safe space because it. Some people immediately explode and get all frothy when you say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's somewhere where there are set rules and set conventions. So if you are meeting someone new or you're with people you don't know particularly well or you're with people you do know, but you're kind of ch- mixing up the dynamic, changing things. Yeah, yeah. Board games are a really good way to, to do that, to put a new spin on socialising. Yeah, they're a nice catalyst to explore different avenues of your friendships or yes. un- learn about somebody. Yeah. And one of the best ways to learn about people is to watch them or listen to them try to lie. Yes. It can be really revealing. People you didn't realise can um, were, who look like butter wouldn't melt where they can lie really, really well. Yeah. Or people that you've always considered slightly sp- suspicious and dubious who just can't lie. Yeah, which, yeah, then suddenly makes you question everything you've ever heard. From yeah, them. yeah, you're like, oh, actually, maybe they were telling the truth about what happened three Wednesdays ago in Prague. And you're <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's serious. <laughs> yeah, so I love board games that let you do things you wouldn't normally do. And hopefully you're the kind of person who's not going to lie. Yeah. Lying is quite an interesting phenomena. Yeah. I always struggle with this word. <laughs> Phenomenum. Phenomenum. Uh, yeah. So do, do you know much about the science and psychology of lying? Um, I don't actually. It's one of those avenues I've not looked into that much. Okay. I know it's a fairly unique trait Yeah. Um, amongst species. I mean, we can't really pinpoint it on other animal species. No, because la- it's, it's very language based, isn't it? Yes. So most animals only have a rudimentary form of language, if anything at all. Mm. It's quite sophisticated to lie because to be able to lie, you have to first be able to express the truth. Yeah. So it is quite a, it's very much a higher order thing. I was listening to something on the radio the other day Mm. that talked about how lying could have existed as a way to protect your social group. Okay. So if something happens or you do something, it's a way of maintaining cohesion. So you you lie. Yeah. In order to keep things as they are. So white lies, yeah. for instance. Uh, but throughout history, people have lied. Yeah. Manipulated people. Some people are very good at lying. Some people are very bad at lying. And as I said, it's quite interesting to see who um, who is good at it, who isn't. Um, and because it's something you don't do very often, I think most people go through a stage when they're a kid of just telling like massive lies. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost a rite of passage. Yes, yeah. Um, <coughs> we often lie to avoid getting into trouble. Yeah. We, that, that, that was when I was a kid. I'd make up huge lies. So yeah. when I was about five, I climbed the curtains in my front room. And I climbed all the way to the top of the curtains. And then the curtains collapsed and fell. And I, like, ripped them. Like, the curtain rings went flying everywhere. I think a bit of the thing came, like, the banistery bit at the top came off. Slammed to the floor. I scrambled across the room as my mum kind of burst into the room. Went, what happened? I went, oh, they just fell down. <laughs> just magically on their own. Yeah. It, quite a deep voice for a child. Yeah, it's a squeaky voice for an adult. <laughs> <laughs> sort of grew the wrong way. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I used to um, steal chocolate from the fridge late at night. Okay. I still um, do that. Yeah. Well, you're allowed to now. It's not technically stealing. It's, it's your food. My, it's not my chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fridge, though. No. Oh. <laughs> Get out of my fridge. That's where the chocolate is. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I used to sneak out and do that. My dad obviously caught on because he'd heard me sneaking in, watched, yeah. watched me do it from a distance. Yeah. You know, a different room. Um, and while I was stuffing a, a chocolate bar in my face, confronted me about it. It was like, yeah. why, why are you stealing chocolate from the fridge? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. Well, who wow. did? Where's this chocolate all going? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Like, really bad, terrible. Yeah. Which is what you do when you're a kid. It's like just an yeah. attempt to. You don't understand the conventions around lying because it's quite yeah. complex. Yeah. Having been a teacher, <laughs> like challenging, especially teenagers, when yeah. they're doing something, it's like, can you put your phone away? I'm not on my phone. And it's on their in their hand. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, I'm, I'm using the calculator. And I'm like, this is an English lesson. <laughs> what are you adding up? Oh, just some numbers. Well, okay. <sighs> Why are you adding things up? Oh, because I was. That's like, no, yeah. right. you're on Facebook. I can see it. It's right there. Um, and yeah, it's, we often lie. Well, I say we often, people <laughs> often lie out of shame. Yes. To yeah. try and cover something up. They lie out of fear. Mm -hmm. uh, so they don't want to get caught or they, they don't want to upset someone. Yeah. So they're not ashamed, but they think if they tell the truth, it'll be bad. Yeah. Or they lie to manipulate people and to take control of a situation, which can be very mm. negative. It can also be sort of as a sense of self-preservation, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite interesting, um, maybe more for, for what you do outside of here, and in that it's recently come to people's attention that people lie far more often than... Uh, than they think. Yeah. Um, and there was a, a piece of research where they followed different people and they said, you know, how much do you lie? And there was a really nice sort of vicar. Yeah. Um, a religious figure who was tending to her flock and was like, oh, I never lie. I don't, I don't lie. That's bad. You don't lie to people. It's, you know, consider herself a good person, a holy person. And then they clocked that she was lying all the time because she was just being really nice to people and saying nice things. And actually... She probably didn't mean half of what she was saying. Yeah. But, um, but when people fill in surveys, mm -hmm. when people are polled for research, they lie. Yeah. You have to be very careful about survey design. Um, yeah. If you ask somebody about something very specific, you know, um, when you stole chocolate, what was your favourite chocolate bar to steal? Even if that person's never stolen any chocolate bars in their life, they'll 
they'll put something in there because yeah. when well, you've asked me about it, I must have done something about that. Yeah, yeah. A kind of like an assumption that the person who's asking the question must know, so they make something up. So yeah. they're lying to themselves as well. Yeah. But like you said, they don't realise they're lying quite as much as they do. Yeah. Um, because it's a way of fitting in with, with others sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so you might... Social you protection. Life or status as well. Yeah. I mean, we, we probably all know, I think men can do this quite often where they they brag about things that might not necessarily have happened. A lie of exaggeration. Yeah. Which is akin to its uh, darker cousin, the lie of omission, where you just don't mention something <laughs> yeah. that, um, that you should. Um, yeah, so lying is quite complex and therefore really enjoyable when you do it. I think when you yeah. when you when you can when you can do something you know you shouldn't and it, in a safe environment. Yes, it's it, quite fun. Yeah, I really enjoy games where I can bluff and I can lie. I have to admit, when we first when you first mentioned social deduction games to me, yeah, as a concept, which is what we're talking about today, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's there's social deduction, there's negotiation, there's, yeah. there's different types of games, and we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the concept of it frightened me a little bit. Okay. I, like, I don't like the idea of this. I don't like particularly lying to people, yeah, my friends. Yeah. This this seems like a weird way of doing things. But yeah, yeah you're right. When, when you're playing the game, because it's a fairly safe area to do it in, yeah, because yeah. you're not actually hurting somebody. You're just winning a game, potentially, yeah. or winning at least a little bit of that game. Yeah, um, yeah. You're not doing any harm by lying. Yes. So it was a nice... Yeah easy way of practicing lying <laughs> yeah it can yeah. be a useful like you said it can be a perfectly useful and safe I, tool I to use genuinely think that playing board games has made me a better liar yeah. i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or whether i just naturally got better with age but i definitely think my lines come along really 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 well in yeah. the last four years or so <laughs> um well it makes you a lot better at reading other people's lies yeah as well. and this is the other side of it as well is trying to spot a lie trying to catch someone out can yeah. also be just as fun when you get it right yeah and you're like i sussed you yeah and that's the other element of you getting better at it i mean everybody gets tells yeah when they lie. it's the big yeah. thing that comes up in, in a particular game that we'll probably mention in a minute yeah yeah <laughs> um the, you know, somebody will tug at their earlobe when they're lying or their eyes will flick a particular way or, or something. Yeah. It's not, it's, there's not uniform. Everybody does it slightly differently. But once you're told you've got that um, tick while you're, while you're lying, yeah. you can do stuff to hide it or change it. Yeah. Um, or abuse it, as has been done when we've played particular games. When yeah. You've suddenly become aware that everybody knows that you scratch your nose when you're telling a big fib. So when you're telling the truth and you want them to think you're lying, you scratch your nose. Yes. Yeah. yeah you get quite complicated strategies going on with, yeah. with what you can do. And it, it makes you aware of yourself very yes. much as well, which is which is interesting. Um, so there are different types of, um, of games that involve some form of lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've arranged some of them around. So if you're on, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, this is a video podcast uh, as it's part of our Joy of series, which yes. we which we video each time. The second one, we talked about cooperative games last time. Yeah. Now, the Joy of series is not intended to be fully comprehensive. We don't talk about everything and every game, no. uh, but we talk about the things we enjoy, the things we find fun, because that's what we're here to do, to share yeah. fun with you, share, yeah. share our joy. And, uh, and hopefully you'll, do as we had with the joy of co-op comment on on our videos and podcasts stuff and tell us stuff you've enjoyed that fits in these categories yes. as well because we love yeah. to find out new stuff yeah and if you if you know if you if you tell us about things we may include them in the later podcast we may even you know grab those games play them have a go yeah kind of thing always looking for more games to play um so i've i've taken very simply 
the idea of bluffing, games that involve bluffing. Yeah. So you do something, are you lying, are you not? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've bought, I've popped out the poker yes. here. Which possibly, I'd say one of the most popular, if you can't, I mean, it's a card game, but card games come under board games. Maybe the most popular board game in the world? Yeah, I'd think so. Yeah, actually. there was a big poker boom in the sort of the nineties and early two thousands, where it's all about poker, and I think a lot of it's online. Yeah, but you can make a living playing poker. You can, yeah, yeah. I mean, people make a living playing poker online, where it becomes almost a game of maths. It becomes a very different game. Yes, um, yeah. Um, but the good players like to play it in person. Uh, Vittorio Mitchell Cohen. Yeah. Um, oh, I love is, her. Yeah. Um, has, has made considerable amounts of money playing it because yeah. she's very good at reading people and yes. very good at lying it seems and to be, also very clever it seems to be the thing for bored celebrities to just go out and try the poker circuit yeah. and lose millions or win millions it yeah. seemed to be a big thing um, a while ago I think they were try, kind of tempted in with some sponsorship and stuff yeah trying to try big it up but yeah um, one of the games that we really really enjoy at the Critical Twits that we've played loads is Netrunner yes which very much has bluffing and reading people elements in it mm-hmm. uh, we've done a whole series on netrunner and we've done in the region of about 15 podcasts yeah uh, a couple of videos of us playing it as well uh, so check those out yeah. on youtube or on our, our podcast feed um if you want more detail on that but that's the thing that really drew me to it i'm not normally a huge fan of sort of deck building one-on-one mm. card games but the fact that it had that bluffing element to it, I really, really enjoyed. Yes. I think, I, I don't know if this is a term I've come across elsewhere or wherever I've made it up, but the idea of a social deduction game. Yes. The first game of this type I remember playing was The Resistance, mm-hmm. where you are brave rebels against the government, apart from some of you are spies and you have to work out who the spies are. Yeah. You have other games like that, like Spyfall, like Mafia de Cuba. That kind of thing. Yeah. Quite good. Yeah. Um, you also have hidden role games where one or more of you may be not on the team and actually working to undermine uh, the rest of the players. So games like uh, Dead of Winter, I think, is my favourite yeah. uh, hidden role game. Uh, you have Battlestar Galactica, uh, Shadows Over Camelot, those kind of games. Uh, so lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game that... Uh, feels most lie-based and it's just mostly the most pure distilled game of this form yeah. uh, that I've played. And it's actually been quite divisive in our great gaming group. Mm. Is Sheriff of Nottingham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. it is. Yeah. Where did you think I was going? Because you were like... I Nottingham thought you were going with Resistance, uh, Okay. I think Resistance was the first, but I think... The resistance muddies things slightly, and I, I think in a good way. Yeah, yeah. And we'll come to that in a second. It's just a bit more complex in the lie. Sheriff of Nottingham, you play traders going into Nottingham. Apart from one of you each round is the sheriff. Yeah. Uh, and the sheriff gets handed a little packet of cards, and the other players declare what's in there. And they might say three chickens or four apples. And the sheriff has to decide whether that's a lie. Um, at which point they can open the packet and check. If they catch them in a lie, they get rewarded. If they haven't lied and they thought they have, they get punished and the other player gets rewarded. And the idea is that you're trying to get the best 
selection of goods for your shop. Mm -hmm. So there's always that temptation. The cards are drawn randomly, so you're never going to get just the perfect hand. So there is always that temptation to lie. But if in a four-player game of Sheriff of Nottingham, you're you're always, every round you're deciding whether you're going to lie or not. And then as the sheriff, you're getting three people who are potentially lied to you. Yeah. And you've got to work out whether they've lied or not. Yeah. So for me, that feels like the purest distillation okay. of, of yeah. this, the kind of game that just encourages you to lie to your friends. You don't have to. No, you could be... play that game without lying. But everyone's primed to think you're lying. I think the thing I like as well is that you can offer bribes. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're lying. It could be you're trying to get them to think you're lying so they open it up and you're not lying and then they get punished. Yeah. Um, I personally really like Sheriff of Nottingham. I think it's a great game. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I know some people don't. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. A few people have been like, I'd never want to play that game again. Oh, okay. Um, it's quite direct. Sometimes with these kind of games as well, I think, because lying has such a sort of social taboo. Yeah. People don't. People don't like being lied to, and some people find it very uncomfortable to lie. It can actually kind of spark something in them, and that, that can make them feel very negative. Even though it's a game, and it's kind of a you know a safe place to play with these things that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, I think some people can really kind of take against it. Yeah, I suppose if you're playing the game and one person lies to you throughout the whole thing, you start questioning stuff potentially. Yeah. And I think that's where some yeah. play, of our players we've played before have felt. It's like, why do you keep lying to me specifically? Yeah, you can take it personally. And, yeah. it, you know, for me, it's like, it's, it's part of the, it's game, just the game. But yeah. some people might not enjoy these kind of games for that reason. And that's fine. Yeah. Don't don't play them. That's fine. There's so many different types of games. So many different things you can do with board gaming. You don't need to lie to yeah. each other. Yeah. Good co-op game. Yes. As discussed last time. Yeah. That would be good. Um, yeah. So I really, really like Sheriff and Nottingham. Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. Um, it's as I said, I, it feels like the pure. It is based entirely around working out what people may or may not have lied about. It is, yeah. it is straight down to that. That is pretty much. The, I mean, there's a bit of a hand manipulation and playing around and getting the right cards or not. Yeah, and trying to get the best sets yeah. through and stuff like that. But that is all based around you needing or not wanting to yeah. lie, or trying to smuggle contraband in. Yeah, or just saying there's three of something when there's five of something else or, yeah. or whatever there's there's a lot that there's it's deeper than just pure lying but it is all centered around that lie so i see yeah. i see where you're coming from actually yeah, yeah. just reminded me actually i hadn't, I hadn't put this on my sheet of, of uh, notes but one of the things i i did as a as a teacher and i've actually had this happen in jobs as well completely unrelated to that is when you're getting to know new people that you play a game of two truths and a lie oh yes yeah that's fairly common so you you share three bits of information about yourself two of which are true and one of which is a lie mm -hmm. uh, and it's a way of people getting to know you it means they have to pay attention to you and then you can maybe show off and be sort of a bit creative yeah i know some people get really really What's the word? Um, they get uncomfortable with the lying part of it. Yeah. I think sometimes it's thrown on people unexpectedly. And yeah, you're going to lie now. Oh, but I've just yeah. come here to do some training. Yeah. yeah. I, like, oh, I can't just suddenly on the spot come up with a lie that's complicated enough to be interesting and yeah. people worth listening to. Yeah, like I, that's, I think that's what throws people, as, which is inherently because they're lying, which is not something they consider themselves to do on a daily basis. Yes, yeah. I mean, you don't want to get pegged as a, as a liar. 
No. I mean, Liar Liar Pants on Fire is one of the, the nastiest playground taunts. It is, yeah. But actually, now, being labelled as, as a liar, as being untrustworthy, as being yeah, someone who you can't trust their word... Is, is being a social pariah. Yeah, it's still time. a taboo, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I really like I really like myself a bit of Sheriff of Nottingham. Yes. No, I have to admit, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mentioned The Resistance. I think The Resistance was the first game of this type that I played. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think same as well. I think it's the one you mentioned. Yeah. It's like, well, we should try this. And I was like, when well, I got nervous about it, but... Yeah. Because it was simple enough mechanically. Yeah, and I've played The Resistance now for, for many a year, mm. and I've played it with groups from five, the minimum, up to playing it at yours one sort of Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Nine or ten of us? Yeah, there was. Like, maxed it out. Yeah. It's really good for people that aren't board gamers. Yeah. Because it's it's fairly simple, it's fairly easy to work out it's, what's it's going just talking. on. Yeah, it, it's all it's all about the talking, and it's a great game to stimulate a conversation. Yeah, and so what you've got is a, a num. You're all pre- uh, you're, mm, you're all supposedly part of the resistance, fighting the tyrannous government, and a certain number of you are going to be spies. The spies know who each other are, so they can kind of quietly work together. Yeah. And but the um, the brave resistance fighters don't know who anybody is. They have their eyes closed while the spies kind of check each other out. Yeah. Um, and it's very similar. If anyone's played Werewolf, yes. which we may talk about, it's a very yeah. similar idea. I prefer it to Werewolf for various reasons, which we might come to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you've got to pick a team to go on a mission for the resistance. If everyone works their hardest, the mission will be a success. The only way the mission will not be a success is if one or more people decide that it will fail. And the only people that can decide that they will fail their part of the mission and thus tank the whole thing is the uh, spies. Yes. And it's played best of five. So you have sent team five missions. You might send different sized teams. And the way it, it, it tends to work out is that the first mission will probably be successful because there's only two of you. Yeah. And then it will, the next one will fail and then maybe the next one will succeed or fail. And quite often in a game resistance, it comes down to the last one. Yeah. And the way it works is that the players have to, you, you have someone who's in charge. They have to vote for a team to go on the mission so they they all say right you you and you tim jeff and and julie are going to go on the mission does everyone agree everyone votes yes or no majority wins go democracy yeah (laughs) it stops having a stalemate where if you fail i think it's four or five rounds in a you know votes in a row and and no team is chosen the resistance falls apart because they can't get anything done yeah go bureaucracy (laughs) and, and the the spies win immediately yeah so sometimes you can send a team off and you're like, I know this is going to fail because you're definitely a spy. <laughs> um, but it just stimulates that conversation because the first round is pretty much going to be, um, I'll send these two people. You might send yourself to try and prove your allegiance. Mm-hmm. You might send other people to try and test them out. But generally a spy is not going to risk being seen straight away unless you're playing a bigger game and there's a lot of people. Yeah. Because if there's two of you on a mission one of you's a spy 
you give it away. You, you put suspicion immediately on those two people. The other person knows that you definitely are a spy. Yeah. They then have to convince the group of that. Which is easier said than yeah. done. Yeah. We have played games before now where the spy has failed the first mission. Yes. And then has managed to convince the group. It's mostly you. I've done, done this, yeah. yeah. Um, playing with your friends who had never played before in a yeah. small group. And I just, I failed the mission and, and uh, your poor friend. Yeah, so you were sat to the left of my friend and yeah. um, <laughs> Joe was sat to the right of, yeah. of, of, of my, fr uh, my friend. And yeah, you two, those... Uh, you two were the spies. Me and Joe were spies, yeah. Um, so yeah, you failed the first mission and proceeded to blame a friend, either friend in the middle, yeah. which Joe joined in on. And because Joe was under no suspicion at that point in time, there's no reason yeah. to suspect him. Everybody's yeah. like, you know, he was, he was convincing that, you know, the way he'd, he, move the cards yeah yeah he'd, he'd made it he was like oh you shuffle you looked at both cards. your cards why would you look at both of them one says yes one says no just put the yes in oh and he joined but, in yeah when really he looked at both the cards because he'd never played the game before and it's yeah. like i just want to make sure i'm doing this properly yeah but convince the rest of us and it, throughout the whole game none of us could get that out of our heads yeah and yeah you, you proper threw him under the bus yeah <laughs> and it was his first game and i i feel that was maybe a bit mean he wanted to play again straight away. Um, but he wanted so. to play again. But I managed to keep a poker face of just like, no, it's I, you, you're the spy all the way through. And I, I thought maybe he was getting a bit like antsy with it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, he wanted to play again. So it was, it yeah. was fine. I think it was a, maybe for the right kind of person, it's the right kind of introduction because you just like, this is the game. It's yeah. happening to you whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, I love a game of the resistance. Yeah, um, because it's so simple and because it it immediately gets that conversation going. It does. There is a bit of maths to it. Yeah, there is. Because you're like, you three went on a mission and it failed, so it has to be that mission didn't did fail as well. So, or so who's the common denominator? Yeah. Or you know those those kinds of things. Yeah, you can kind of game it slightly. And, and which there, is fine. there is there is a risk if you play with the same group too often that you can fall into certain traps. I think we played it too much. Yeah, um, when um, we first played it. Yeah, which is a danger with any game. And I know one of our friends really doesn't like it because we just immediately accuse him of being the spy, which we thought was funny, but he found really annoying. Yeah, we were sort of yeah, frustrating him for it, yeah. which is unfair. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting because we've played so much of the resistance with people. I like to think I know how our people in our group act when they are when they lie. And also when they're under pressure because you can go, well, you're the spy, it's obviously you. And you can just see them like... Break, either break down or go... Or get really like, indignant or... I, like one of our friends just goes, okay, you can think that if you like. <laughs> and that's really hard to deal with yeah. because he's just going i don't i don't care what you think yeah and you're like is you don't care because you've been caught out and you've been launching it or you don't care because you're dismissing them because they might be a spy yeah and you don't want to get you don't want to give anything away in that interaction yes and it's like it's really frustrating playing with him in a good way yeah you're trying to work him out like, uh. <laughs> um i also the same the same friend we we were playing we played a few games of resistance in a row we had like an afternoon where we were like let's play the resistance yeah, yeah. that's kind of what we got together to play because it was new to us at the time and um he was like he was like um the good version of me takes his glasses off like this the bad version of me takes them off like this <laughs> as like a way of communicating if we were the spies and i was like 
whoa, this has got way too real. Yeah. It's like trying to plan things outside the game. Yeah. I think one of the things I really like about that game is you know who the other spy is when you're the spy. Yeah. But you're you're trying to waggle your eyebrows <laughs> and give the secret signal without giving it away to anyone else. Yes. Yeah, especially, we, we, especially if like two of you get sent on a mission with one other person and you're yeah. like, if we both put in the thing then it's going to look really bad because yeah. they'll know that two out of three people, all the spies in a five-player game, are on that thing. Yeah, so yeah. they just know they can pick the other players and they just need to work out who one of the spies is. Yeah. And then not pick that. Yeah, they yeah, just need to work out, sorry, who the other good player is out there. Yeah, which is so, much easier. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but it's just such a glorious feeling when you manage to silently communicate about anybody else picking up yeah. that, right, you are going to be the one that puts down that card, the failure card. Okay, I will hold yeah. off on it then. That's like, right, we're going to throw you under the bus and point fingers at you. That's fine. Yeah. Because uh, it will doubt or put point fingers at potentially this third person. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, there's a lot of highs, I think, that goes with, with resistance when it goes well. Yeah. Another social deduction game that we've taken to recently, actually, is Spyfall. Mm. Now, we tried playing Spyfall three-player. It says three to eight, I think, yes, on the box. Yeah, three to eight, Aaron can see. Uh, three to eight. Don't play it with three people ever. Because of the format of the game, you have to... You ask a question, that person answers, then they ask someone else. They can't ask a question back. Mm -hmm. So if you've got players A, B, and C, A asks B a question, B can't ask A, so it has to ask C. Yeah. C has to ask A, A, a has to ask B. And it just goes around in a circle and it becomes yeah. very difficult. And dull. Whereas with, I think, four players plus five is good, six is good as well. Yeah. I'm not sure how eight would be. Um, I, think, I think it's one of those games that I think scales fairly well. Yeah. I think once you get past that sort of five-player mark, it's... Yeah. At the good point. Yeah. yeah. So sight unseen, players are all dealt a card. All but one of those cards will list a location mm -hmm. and a job or someone who's at that location. The other one will just say spy. Yeah. Now it's the spy's job to work out where they are. Yeah. Now, if you think about this thematically, it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> How can the spy not know where they are? <laughs> yeah. It, it it boggles my mind. It's 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 like the the spy is is controlling some form of avatar that has absolutely no sensory perception whatsoever. Oh, so it's avatar, but with deaf, mute, blind people. Yes. Okay. <laughs> still doesn't still doesn't work. They they can communicate. Yeah. What the players are trying to do, the the normal team, the the people who know where they are, they're a team secretly together. Well, not secretly, but they don't know who the no, other person is. They're trying to work out who the spy is. Yeah. They can vote on the spy at any point. They pause the timer because it's a timed game. So it yeah. gives you that urgency. They can pause the timer, declare someone the spy. The, the accused doesn't get to vote and everyone has to unanimously convict that person. Yeah, that's that's the big point. So if they do, it's revealed. If they're the spy, everyone else wins. If they're not the spy, then the spy wins. Yes. The spy can also win by stopping the timer at any point yeah. and saying which of the... 30, 40 locations they think they are in. Yes. So you're trying to ask questions that only other players who can see the location and have a job role would know. Yeah. But don't give away enough information for the spy to figure out what it is. Yeah. So you're on a beach. Uh, um, you ask the other player, you know, what's what's the weather like here? Yeah. 
they don't want to reply with, oh, it's hot and sunny, because that could indicate it's the beach, because that's, yeah. that's one of the you're, few areas that's really hot and yeah, sunny. You're not, you might be in the Crusades. Yeah. Really anomalous one, but you're oh, definitely yeah. not in the submarine. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're trying to find a bizarre way of answering the question that still lets the other person know that you're not the spy. Yes. It's really, it's really complicated to explain, but yeah. really... No, I think it's fine, because you, you get asked the question, either you're going to know, you're going to know where you are, and yeah. you want to let the other person know that you know where you are, yeah. without giving it away to the spy. Yeah, and, and equally, the spy's or, role. <laughs> the spy's trying to basically blag it. Yeah. And and show, yeah, I know where they are, where we are. Yeah. But they're also analysing the questions and then they're trying to ask a question to try and help narrow things down. But in such a knowledgeable, confident way that it, that, it just seems like another player trying to figure out what other players are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, the spy is such a hard role to be. I, yeah. It's, so stressful. It's one of those games I get the spy card and I'm like, oh, I like it. Yeah, it's fun. It's enjoyable, but I wouldn't want to be the spy round after round. No, no, no. Get you get quite need... tough. Yeah. yeah. Your heart rate needs the rest. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever, as the spy, gone, I think we're here. That 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 feels like a ballsy move. Because if you get it wrong, you've revealed yourself as the spy, you immediately lose. Yes. It's kind of like a Hail Mary I've done it. pass. Yeah. Yeah, what well, one game I've done it. That is by far the best way to win that game. Yeah. Did you win? Yeah. Did you win? Yeah, I managed to figure it out. It nice. Just a couple of mine, very minor clues, and I took a punt, yeah. and it was a punt. But yeah. I said it with such confidence, nobody thought it was at the time. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well done. Yeah. Bluffing. But we've we've played with other players who've done exactly yeah. the same thing, who've confidently gone, yeah, you're definitely here. And we've all gone, what? No, how the hell did you get that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are we, because you're are being we... so vague. Yeah. Are we in the submarine? No, we're in a casino, mate. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said um, there was water here and you couldn't see outside. I was like, yeah, there's a fountain yeah. over there. And Yeah. Now, the game isn't infallible in the sense that we've had one round of Spyfall where someone went, how do you like the view? And they went, yeah, it's quite nice. And then we all went, it, you're the spy because we're in the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was glorious. <laughs> um, which, for 99% of the locations, it would have been a fine answer. Yeah, it would have been perfectly, um, just the right amount yeah. of vague. But to be fair, I know that's that's a sort of a failing in the game almost. It doesn't take long to set up. No, it's, it's quick a and couple funny. minutes. And that is yeah. so funny when it happens. Yeah. And that... I think that's one of the things with these kind of games is they open up to that that just that funny, that mistake, that really obvious lie. Yeah. Or that that like, how did you get away with that kind of yeah. yeah, because they're very talky, because they're very involved and you're you're interacting yeah. all the time. You're just enjoying time with your friends with this device. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is good. So Spyfall, I really like. Yeah, it's one of my um, favourite ones. It's one of the things, actually, where we've had like a few spare minutes and people go, oh, we could play Spyfall yeah, when we've had a gaming night. Oh, let's have a palate cleanse. Oh, a couple rounds of Spyfall. Yeah. It's really nice because it's timed. Yeah, so you're looking at 15, maybe 20 minutes with the pauses if, if people are really pausing Yeah, I a think lot. a round is meant to be like eight minutes or, or similar, isn't it? Yes. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, it's got 15 minutes plus the box, which I think from experience is about that right yeah but you can play three or four rounds mm. in an hour then play something else yeah um, and it's nice um i quite like that yeah um so i suppose the other sort of social deduction game we've played the most which we'll talk about briefly is mafia de cuba mm. this has a similar thing to spyfall in that i think it's 
uh, is it five to ten players on the box? I believe so. I don't think it starts to work until you've got at least six players. No. Just um, just because... Six to twelve. Probably. Six to twelve. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it doesn't work with a, a couple more than the minimum. No. But basically, one of you is a godfather. You pass around a box full of diamonds and rolls. And the different roles have different ways of winning. As the godfather, you're trying to accuse the people who've stolen your diamonds and get all your diamonds back mm-hmm. without accusing the wrong people. Yeah. Because uh, if you accuse the FBI agent or the CIA agent, they arrest you and you lose yeah. and they win. If you accuse too many um, henchmen who are still loyal and haven't stolen any diamonds, then the mafia turns against you. Yeah. Um, and then you've got some, there's some really cool things in there. Like you are the, uh, the driver. Mm, oh yeah. And therefore you drive the person before you. Yeah. So if, if they win, if you, you think you know what they are, then you can be the driver. If they win, you win. Yeah. If you don't know who they are, you could end up on like completely right. You'd be like, Oh God, no, they're not on my team. Yeah. Uh, and it works similar to Spyfall, but the Godfather is always the one that's asking questions. Mm. Now in a, a group that's not very extrovert, that can be quite bad actually, because it's on one person to keep the game moving. There's no timer. Yeah. In an extroverted group where people are talking round things and de- defending themselves and making their case, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and because the boxes pass around one by one, you will know what was left over before it makes its way back to the Godfather. So you've so you got can, some information. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to tell the truth, though. No. You can lie. Yeah. But it's quite easy to get caught in a lie in that game. So easy, yeah. It's got a bit more logic to it. It's kind of a logical... You could almost yeah. ask the right questions. If everyone told the truth, you could work out who's you got could, You could what. follow the trail, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I uh, think with more players, it muddies the water a lot more. I think it's what it needs. It's, it's always fell a bit flat when we've played it. But I f- yeah. like you said, I think it's purely because we're playing it with too few players. Yeah, I've played um, one bigger game and it it went really well. Yeah. It's similar to Masquerade. Um, oh, yeah, Masquerade. Yeah. That's a weird one because it's kind of bluffing, but kind of not. Yeah, you're, you're bluffing, but you're also trying to figure out who, who you are. Because yeah. Because that moves around the table and you can accidentally move yeah. your own role without realising so That's it. kind of a hidden role. Yeah. But because you are one person at court at, at the masquerade ball. Yeah. Each character has a different action they can perform and you're trying to get coins. Is it coins? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of proxy victory point MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so... Yeah, and you yeah. can you can look at your one of the things everybody can do is look at your own cards, you know who your role is. Yeah. And you can also take the role of somebody else, shuffle it under the table, and then pass back. Yeah. And you can either swap roles by doing that or make the other person think you've swapped roles. Yes. Um And then you go, I am the king and I shall do the king's thing and take more stuff. Yeah. Coup is very similar. Yes. Um, you don't like Coup. I don't like Coup, no. Coup's seems... kind of like the OG version of, of Masquerade, mm. isn't it? It's like the first one. Uh, same company who did The Resistance. Yes. And it has very few different options in it. So there's always optimum moves and yeah. optimum things and to I do. Yeah, and I think that's why I don't like it, because it's like that kind of detracts from the social deduction element of the game. Yes. It's like, well, of course you can do that, because everybody says that at the start. Yeah, you you always going to try and take money right away, straight away. You're always yeah. going to do this straight away. It's like that's not interesting. No, no. I, and think... I try and do you try and do something different, and because it's suboptimum, it ruins the game. Yeah, because you're immediately putting yourself behind. 
also has player elimination, which is not something we're a huge fan of at the Critical Twits because unless the game is very quick, sitting there and not playing the game while everyone else plays the game is actually quite a horrible thing. It's why we stopped doing poker nights. Yeah. Because people get knocked out. Yeah. And then other people will be playing for ages. For a long while, yeah. Uh, especially if you've got the kind of players that will really kind of, no fold, no fold. I raise you one money. <laughs> mm, oh, I'm going to think about this for seven minutes. Yeah. I shall fold. You know. Yeah. Um, it's not good. We got we used to get together for a poker night and the people who were easily bored uh, or just unlucky would end up playing on the Xbox more than they were playing poker. Yeah. That's that's not a poker night then, is it? No, no. You, it's, not, it's a Halo night. I used to win quite a lot of money at poker. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just running off people getting bored is obviously yeah. a way forward with poker. So, but. When I was a kid, yeah, um, I used to get pocket money. It's a yeah. standard thing. Did your parent mm-hmm. of either gender uh, or an indeterminate gender, that's fine, uh, did anyone who's giving you pocket money make you play games in order to get the pocket money? No, I normally had to do sort of like chores for yeah. it. So I'd, I'd get my money and my dad would say... Do you want to do 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 play a game? Earn some more pocket money? And we might play poker. We might play chess. Yeah. We might just simply, he'd get a pound coin, put it in one of his hands, hold it out. I had to guess which one. <laughs> um, and the phrase double or quits was often used. Ooh. So double your money or, or lose, lose all your money. Yeah. The fact is double... <clears throat> If it was double or nothing, yeah. double or nothing, I wouldn't go for. Double or quits? I'm oh, just quits. Quits is kind of, you know, we're quits right right now, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. We don't know each other anything. We're no. quits. It's fine. <laughs> I always used to lose sight of the fact that actually I was owed my pocket money in the first place. Yeah. So I feel like like my slightly odd upbringing <laughs> has helped me out in these games. Yeah, yeah. Not sure if that's abuse, but yeah. I don't know. Quite often I'd lose lots of money and I'd be upset and then I'd get some of it back. Yeah, it wasn't super horrible, but yeah. so I think it was a way of playing, it's... playing, you know, something with your your kid. But it was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, a it's a bit. weird thing. Yeah, uh, but it has made me. Um, it's equipped me for the real world. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm just thinking. Um, we talked a bit last week about hidden role games. Yes, uh, Spyfall falls a little bit under that. One of you is the spy. Yeah. Um, in fact, most of these, the, the bluffing comes from a the role you're hiding. Role. Yeah. Whereas Sheriff of Nottingham is, am I lying to you or not? Yes. Yeah. We're all merchants. We know that. It's whether I'm a scrupulous or unscrupulous merchant. At so, this particular moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I love a hidden role game. Mm-hmm. Spyfall, it can be lonely. I think it's stressful in Spyfall to be the spy because you're on your own. Mm-hmm. In Resistance, it's not as stressful because even if you get rumbled, the other spy might pull it through. Yeah. And, and I've you, actually... You pull heat away from them. Yeah. I've thrown the other spy under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and like gone, this is the exact logical train that says why you are the spy in Resistance and it's you. And I've been completely right, which means the group trusts me and sends me on the final mission and I tank it. And then I go, ah, it was me all along. And I rip off my face and Scooby-Doo is underneath. It's amazing. And a lot of blood. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's hard to graft a dog to your own head. <laughs> um, I just, I remember dead of winter. Yeah. I got called the C word 
by one of my friends playing Dead of Winter. <laughs> Hadn't seen him for a year. He's kind of friend who's gone off and made his own life in far-flung climbs like Cardiff wow. and London. Wow. And these kind of scary places. Yeah. One of them went to Leeds. That's no one cool. followed, though. Ironic. So not seen my friend in ages we settled down we're, we're you know he's a big gamer as well we used yeah. to role play together you know let, let's play let's play dead of winter get all the way through to the last turn of dead of winter and we're just about to win and i uh mess up the very final um task that has to be done make them lose the game had no idea no suspicion whatsoever at any point yeah. during the game and he went he he got the cards, he put them down. Uh, so Dead of Winter, you're surviving. We talked about it last time, but yeah. in Dead of Winter, you're trying to survive the apocalypse. You have groups of survivors that all have their own little mission that they're trying to do, as well as contributing to a big group mission. Yeah. There is the potential that one of you is a betrayer. Mm-hmm. Not every game. No, so you've got extra cards. There's a chance that one of you isn't, but it just gives that distrust. Yeah. He puts the cards down then on the task... And we're like, on one morale, if morale hits zero, you're screwed. We just need to pass this one task and we're good. And I'd gone, don't worry, guys. I've got the four food that we need. <laughs> I put in four cards. None of them were food. Yeah. They were just a selection of garbage. He flipped the cards over and he was like, what? What's what's going on? <laughs> what? Looked at looked at me, looked at the cards and I went, I win and flipped my my uh, betrayer card over, and he had to go outside and calm down. Wow, because he was that annoyed with me. Yeah, I mean to get to that point in the game, it was it was literally the last flip of the cards. It was amazing. Yeah. I felt glorious for about a minute, yeah. and then I felt really bad. Yes, because yeah. I have these games. When you play a competitive game, you go in knowing that someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. Yeah. When you play a game like, like Dead of Winter, Shadows of um, Camelot, those sorts of things, I think Dead of Winter's slightly odd and you might not be a, a betrayer. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, you don't know that, you, you, sorry, you get to the feeling where you think, oh, we can all win together and that's going to be glorious and it's teamwork and yeah. it's amazing. And You're helping some... everybody finish their individual goals and things like that and yeah. the way you, because obviously you can't tell each other what they are and yeah, and yeah. you really feel like you've bonded as a group. Yeah. I have a good track record at that game yeah. of winning when I'm the betrayer. I've only ever been voted out once <laughs> an exile because you can exile the betrayer. Yeah. I got exiled when I wasn't the betrayer. <laughs> that was upsetting. <laughs> I was like, but I haven't done... Oh. But you still do things as the exile. Yeah, yeah, though, but it so changes. You... I was about to... Because we were, we were a couple of turns from the end. I had completed my own mission. I was working selflessly to help the group because I had my... I think I had like... I think I was building a death robot. I'm nearly always building a death robot. And yeah. I found loads of knives and guns to strap to my robot. <laughs> and because I was hoarding lots of stuff back, people were getting really suspicious. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you've not used, you've not, you know, you've not done this, you've not done that. Oh, we think it's you. And it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was very sad. <laughs> I don't think we had a betrayer in that game. <laughs> and I, which is which I had, fairly rare. Yeah, I had to throw away my goal and draw a new goal. Oh. And my new goal was completely different. And I'm like, I can't win now. There's no way I've got enough time to win. Yeah. And this was like a three hour game where we'd used all the extra bits and like the science facility and the laser guns and all that sort of yeah. stuff. That was gutting. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think my, um, 
my reputation preceded me. <laughs> That's yeah. a boo. It, it can, it can fade out. I mean, like we said, with, with resistance, we've got one player that we. It's just because he's un, in, I say unlucky, but he, he did for a big period of the game always get the spies. He was always a spy at some point yes. in time. Yeah. So although we started doing it as a joke, it was almost. Uh, Oh, you're playing, it feels it's, like it's, you're going to be yeah, the spy. Yeah, you're probably going to be the spy. You just seem yeah. vaguely suspicious, yeah, the spy. Yeah. Um, so they can get into a little bit of a routine. Again, it's, it's this, this, playing it with the same people can sometimes cause issues yeah. if you do it too much. Um, Dead of Winter generally is a little less on that because the hidden role element yeah. is what gives it a little bit more of a... A spice. Yeah, spice. Replayability yeah. for similar so groups. What it does really well, we've talked about this before, but it gives you a secret mission that you have to complete that as well as the main group mission. So even if you're totally loyal, you are probably going to do something suspicious because your mission might be to fatten up all your people and survive the winter. Yeah. So you're not handing food over. Yeah. You might want to burn everything down. So you're um, collecting all the You've gone off to the, the petrol station. You've been searching for a few turns. Yet when there's a crisis and they need fuel for the crisis, you're not giving them any fuel. Have you just been unlucky and not found any? Which is distinctly possible. Or are you keeping all the fuel back? And if so, why? Is it just yeah. because you're secret mission or is it because you're the betrayer? So it gives you a couple mechanics that just tie in really nicely. Yeah. Um, so it encourages you to start doing some things that are slightly suspicious, even if you're good. And then it adds in that someone might be a betrayer. Yeah. And it, it goes that way. I like it. I really like uh, Dead of Winter. It's one yeah. of my favourite games. It's, it's very good. So, you were talking about tells, Aaron. Mm. You said we all have tells. Mm -hmm. Shall we? I was going to say, do you know what yours are? What are mine? <sighs> what are mine? So, we've played... How this, many this games is... like this have we played uh, together? We, we've played probably... In the double digits, like high double digits, the amount of games, these sort of games we've played, I yeah. think. And if you're talking like rounds of games, we've probably played mm. 15 games of just of resistance together, yeah. let yes. alone pulling in anything else. Netrunner, how many games of Netrunner have we played where I've slapped something in a server and gone, go on then. Yeah. And it could be the agenda you need to yeah. win the game. Yep. Or it could be a trap that kills you. Yeah. I love Netrunner for that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of frowned upon a little bit to play decks that are just solely kill people. But I think if it's a trap and they run into it themselves, it's their own fault. That's how I justify it to me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I've, yeah. Having done it, I think it's like, that's my own stupid fault for not reading properly. Yeah. If you're getting overconfident, you do get a bit of a shit-eating grin. There's yeah. a little bit of uh, little, no, little smirk of that's it. That's really, really... Um, but you, That's really you, obvious, yeah. surely. But it's only when you're really overconfident that okay. you, you're get, getting away with stuff. Like You've already told a few lies at this point in time. Okay. And you've gotten away with them. Um, yeah. I've noticed it when, when we've been on the same team in like resistance and stuff. It's like, this yeah. is working. This is working. Like you've gone... You, like your brain has gone, this, this shouldn't have worked, and it has. This is great. Yeah, so I get a little bit, a little over bit, the top. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I, not, not, it's not all the time, and is yeah. is only occasionally. Mm. But so when we started playing, you were the worst liar in our group. You were yeah. terrible at all of these games, yeah. uh, to the point where I was like, Aaron, do you want to play these games? Because you never win, and you look like you're having a miserable time. Now I, I don't hate playing these games <laughs> with you. 
but I find you're you've become a really good liar. <laughs> you've got much better. Become or I was playing the long game. Uh, become because <laughs> you were proper awful you for say a that. very long time <laughs> <laughs> I was you say that but I always used to win at poker when I played it with other people oh okay so <laughs> there's a little part of me that I played some of these games the same way I used to play poker was that I would deliberately lose a lies okay. for, for a small amount of time to make people a little bit overconfident okay because the ticks can... come out yeah so you can start reading people a little bit better don't get me wrong, that wasn't the yeah. whole game. I mean, yeah. I was trying to learn the games as well, so I wasn't paying attention yeah. a lot. So I was, yeah, doing you terrible do lies. You do get more serious yeah. when you're lying. If you're pulling off a bluff, you lose your sense of humour. Yeah, I do. Uh, because I think because you're concentrating or you're <laughs> concerned about giving something away. Yeah. Um, and so you become, your your speech becomes less free. You yeah. become much more kind of clipped in your responses. You don't kind of join in and laugh as much, maybe because you're worried as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're not finding things as funny. <laughs> so that's what I... Yeah, yeah I'm a, I'm aware, slightly aware of that one. Like, yeah. Not enough to control it necessarily, but I, I can look yeah. back at times and go, yeah, no, I can, yeah. I've seen myself do that. Yeah, especially... Um, I found for myself playing games like Resistance, where it's like one round you'll be uh, you'll be a uh, you know a spy, the next round you won't. Yeah, you suddenly become aware of the difference in how you're talking and acting from round to round. Yes, because you realise you do act differently without realising it, and, yeah. then you, and then you try to change it, and you're trying to kind of create a way of acting. So that no matter which one you are, people can't suss you out. Mm -hmm. But that can be bad in the long run because it can then be suspicious. We never know which side Aaron's on. Yeah. Because he's just the same every time. So maybe it's him. And yeah. you can't unsuspicious denies yourself. No, because as much as you like speak convincingly, you're yeah. still acting the same way as you did before. Yeah. Um, I, I have had moments where I've played on so people being socially uncomfortable yeah. Uh, well, again, it was that Christmas where we played, <laughs> um, where we played Resistance, and um, we were playing with the some of the extra cards at Adrich things like yeah, you can look at another player's card and things like that. Yeah. Um, and wife of Twit, my wife was sat, sat next to me, saw my card, saw I was a spy. Yeah. Um. But we were allowed to see each other's cards. Um, and I've seen that she was the resistance. Yeah. Um, and so she's trying to convince everybody that I'm the spy. And I'm like, no, she's the spy. And then I, I proceeded to have an actual... She knew I was making it up. Yeah, but yeah. a pretend argument with, with her Ooh. that everybody else got really uncomfortable That was... With. Yeah, I was genuinely like, this game's ruined his magic. Magic? Yeah. magic? <laughs> well, this ruined the magic of his marriage. Yeah. Where um, I was going with that. And I mean, I did genuinely have to check her afterwards. She's like, no, I knew full well you were making it up because yeah. you, you were playing up to it. But yeah. it was that I, I was that aware because I'd done a couple of turns beforehand where I'd gone from resistance to spies. Like, yeah. I'm being really serious when I'm a spy. Let's be really serious now because yeah. of being accused of it, but do it for a reason. And because everybody's going to be really uncomfortable yeah. and not want to accuse either of us of yeah. it at this point in time. I, I've noticed that myself, I have a tendency when I know I'm not the bad guy. Yeah. I have a tendency, we talked about in co-op games, have a tendency to kind of quarterback. I tried to lead the group. I tried to push forward. I tried to win. I tried yeah. to make a sort and I'd like, ooh, do the thing. Yeah. When I'm the spy, I have a natural tendency or when, you know, when I'm under suspicion or I'm being suspicious in some way, I, 
I I you, pull back. Yeah, up until a certain point where you try to take control. Yeah, when it's at your advantage. Yeah, yeah. And so the time when I get sussed out is generally really early. Yeah, like Brian hasn't said anything yet. Yeah, and so I've started to either make myself talk more when I'm, you know, when I'm trying to bluff. Yeah, or I'll talk less. But you've been when caught, I have nothing to hide. You've been caught out more with that recently. At least, yeah. at least when you started doing that, I think. I think getting better yeah because you're out of your comfort zone again. yeah it's not, it's not as natural doing. yeah yeah and yeah. this is the thing you might learn what one of your ticks is you learn how you, you're acting in particular roles but so you try and you... counteract it and then you you're not used to doing that yeah you don't necessarily just realizing it's there doesn't change doesn't it. it doesn't make you better make you win yeah no. yeah um i think that the weirdest tick i've i've come across is a, a friend of ours who when they're lying they try to divert attention by getting massively aggressive if you accuse them <laughs> or in their own accusations yeah. and start like laying down C-bombs and F-bombs where normally they're quite well-spoken. Yes. And they're like, no, you fucking cunt. You're the fucking spy. Stop fucking accusing me. And we're like, oh my God, it's him. Because that's <laughs> yeah. not how he talk. And like overdoes the righteous indignation, if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which the first time that happened, I was genuinely shocked. I was like, oh my God, this person's having a terrible time. Um, but that's someone I've role played with where I've had to pause the game and gone, are you okay, buddy? And he's like, yeah, I'm just in character and my character's really annoyed. I'm really enjoying this. Carry on. Yeah. Like a surprisingly good actor. When yeah. 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 Um, but like, I was like, oh my God, this game has gone down really badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah. that can be that can be these social deduction games downfall yeah. necessarily is that it can be difficult to tell if somebody's enjoying themselves or just playing along with, yeah. with the lie sometimes. And it can be a complicated sort of social thing to negotiate yeah. in some ways. Um, I've accused someone of not knowing how to play the game. Gone, you you haven't read the fucking rules, you idiot. Yeah. When they had, I was just trying to sow suspicion. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit of a dick move. Yeah, yeah. To a certain extent. But if you're happy and comfortable with people and you're playing within the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it doesn't need the right group around. Like, introducing somebody new to it is fine as long as it's not you're with a completely new group of people. None of you know each other because yeah. you instantly sowing dissent in a group that is just mm. starting to form. Yeah. But introducing a new person to it and then laughing it off afterwards can be a nice way of yeah. showing that you can you can play around with, with, yeah. with each other without hurting each other's feelings. Yeah, I suppose it, it actually perversely, quite oddly, can create a feeling of trust because you've kind of supported each other in this fantasy of lying, but yeah. then you come back and you're everything's okay. Yes. And it's all fine. Yeah. You've kind of done some almost done something taboo together. Yeah. In a kind of a subconscious kind of way. Yeah. Brilliant. Anything to add on the concept of lying to your friends in board games? Not really. At lying I mean, to your friends in real life? Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, no. I was just going to mm. say some of these games are, are improved with alcohol. Yeah, they're, they're quite good sort of beer and pretzel kind of games. Yeah. Um, um, if you're cracking open a nice bottle of Merlot, mm, I highly recommend the Casillero del Diablo. <laughs> it's a really nice one. And yeah, that's six ninety nine yeah. a bottle, yeah. which is not bad. No, it's not. Not for flavour. No. Um, 
Yeah, but again, it's, it's one of those things that everybody has to be drinking rather than like a couple of you. Cause one sober person. So watching everybody else do derive into this messy argument yes i i think it could go too far with too much drink yeah, but yeah, then again i don't uh, it's the same for any any alcohol there really are very activity. few social activities that i think are improved by actually being drunk no like drunk 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 tipsy tipsy, tipsy is nice yes just a little bit freer just a little bit more carefree yeah. you know maybe maybe drop a dead baby joke into the conversation that you wouldn't normally say yeah. you know that's fine yeah but but drunk, drunk, drunk. Mm. Oh yeah, no, that's that. Yeah, that's too far. Yeah, no, yeah. When I say drunk, I do mean tipsy because I don't consider yeah off your face as yeah. fun <laughs> or on someone else's. Can happen if you drink too much. It, it can, yeah. Take yeah. take care, kids. Use protection. It's weird, like face masks, <laughs> like Slipknot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Any yeah, anything to have about lying to your friends in real life? Um. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it in real life, to be honest. I, I think you shouldn't, as a rule. Yeah. But sometimes a little white lie to to make things okay. Yeah. It can be good. I think if you are going to tell people a harsh truth, though, and this is uh, this is completely outside the realm of board games, but I've met a lot of people who are dickheads <laughs> who hide their dickhead nature by saying, I'm just being honest. Yeah. They're trying to say... I'm a good person, you're reacting badly because I'm being honest, I'm in the right here because we should be honest. That's the social yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you've got no consideration, no tact and no understanding. There are ways of being honest. And also, if you're being honest and you know it's going to upset someone, be factual, don't be judgmental. Yes. So saying, you did this wrong thing, that's fine. Yeah. But saying you're a dickhead because you did this wrong thing. Well, that's a judgment. judgment you're yeah. trying to make your judgment seem like objective truth by wrapping it in that. And it can be very hurtful. Yeah. So be nice to each other. Don't yeah. be dicks. Yeah. So it's not just board games here. We learn life lessons. I feel like Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> you can be my Oscar the Grouch. Yes, yeah. I'd, I'd happily live in a bin and tell people not to, to get off me. I'd, I'd, I th if you were in Sesame Street, who would you like to be? Would we be Bert and Ernie? <laughs> oh, shit, we uh... would, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Good night, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I've broken the podcast. You now, have, haven't yeah. I? Okay, yeah. so if you have enjoyed this podcast, we really hope you, uh, you do, um, then you can subscribe to our, our channels um, either on your favourite podcast provider or on YouTube where we also have lots of gaming-related videos, mostly board games and tabletop RPGs, mm -hmm. but also uh, a bit of uh, video game content, a bit of a bit of Twitch. We've been getting into Twitch recently, yeah. uh, which is more like just sort of hanging out with us yeah. while we we play games, have a chat, have a laugh. It's not, you know, super serious hardcore gaming. It's, no, it's, it's just come along and mock us for f falling over in a game or... yeah. Have a, a bit of what the young people called banter, yes. I do believe, which All... is a horse's third gear. It yes. trots, it gallops, and it banters. Indeed. Because horses are hilarious. <coughs> <coughs> have, I, have, I, have I ruined it again? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and the, if you really, really like what we do and you'd like us to do more, the more people that subscribe to the channel, um, the better, the more we can do because mm -hmm. we can start to put more time and effort. We might get get a few pennies here and there for doing things yeah. uh, so please 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 tell a friend share it somewhere um that's the best way to to help us out if you if you think we're uh, we're worth it yeah
Thank you. And that wasn't a lie. No, 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 genuinely. No. It's just fully truth now. We're not playing a game. This is this is real life. This is serious. Yes. Help us. Help. So, until next time, I've been Aaron Ravinsky. And I've not actually been Brian Ennis. Oh, could, I'd have gotten away with it as well if it wasn't for you pesky kids, Joe Lewin. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! No. <laughs> I feel like I've melted your brain with that one. Yeah.